Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And of course, I'm always happy to be joined by Ziggy Rodriguez <laughs> and Thomas Patrick Dorian. There you go. I got, I got those pointing purposely wrong <laughs> at the wrong guy. Yeah. You, you can't see that in Radio Land, but, but you know, anyway. Just wanted to get you guys on edge. The old fakeroo. Well, you know, this is like, uh, this is a time to be on edge. Yeah, I think a lot of people are on edge. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a different time that we live in as we continue. And I, I think back, I don't know. We've our been saying this for a while, eight we? months or nine months. Yeah, <laughs> it's been going on forever, and mm-hmm. it seems like forever. And uh, of course, you know, we're talking about the pandemic and COVID nineteen, and and uh, basically the year twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, the whole year. Yeah, it's been rough. the whole year, and so it's like interesting that uh, also we're sort of timing this. Um, where, where we are right now is the end, well, really the beginning of the new liturgical year. Mm-hmm. Right, so the end of the old, out with the old, and in with the new. You know, so we're, we're, we're actually getting ready to, I mean, I, I know that people have, um, when they're able to get out, and they get out, they're seeing more and more Christmas lights, right, mm-hmm. even though it's early. Um, and they're seeing, uh, hearing Christmas music. I know in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, there's now two radio stations that play wall-to-wall Christmas. Really? Two of them. Really? <laughs> yes. And the beauty of that is when one goes to commercial, you pop on the other one. <laughs> but, not that I was listening. But, <laughs> but it's like, uh, so, so that's in the air. So the holidays are in the air. And what's interesting is, so we've, on one hand, we've got, we've got crazy. some serious problems. Yeah. And on the other hand, we have like, you know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And uh, this is like this is a, it's a strange, strange time. Well, and Twilight it's a time zone. too where you have plans that are canceled because uh, people are social distancing and wanting yeah. to quarantine. You have people who might have I I, I know, certainly know people who have who have passed away this year due to COVID, and yeah. that, that's going to be the first time that Christmas we are going to pause and we're going to give a shout out yes. to Bill Platten, yes. our friend who just passed away Amen. from a COVID nineteen uh, terrible situation. Bill is going to be missed. He's really, really been uh, just uh, an awesome, awesome, awesome disciple Amen. in the Diocese of Memphis and literally has changed lives. Mm-hmm. If you point at somebody and says, like, show me one guy that really believes all this stuff, one guy that really does all this stuff, one guy that's, that takes this to heart and, and literally lives the gospel out loud with his actions, you could point at Bill Platten and everyone go like, yep, yeah, okay, right, he, he does. He does. Yep. And, and, and he just passed away. Uh, a tremendous loss for the Diocese of Memphis, and certainly our, our hearts go also out Catholic to Catholic Heart Work Camp. He yeah, was he was involved there. That. He was involved with Room at the Inn. He was involved with uh, the Curcio. He was involved with. Uh, he was one of the founders of uh, Fishers of Men uh, and the Men's Morning of Spirit. All the things that have happened, and just really, um, uh, I don't know, just a key. Um, a focused member of uh, men's ministry and just focusing on that. He, he was also in his own right prior to uh, focusing on men's ministry was sort of a, uh, a man among men in the business world. Uh, you know, uh, he, he was uh, uh, di- uh, director of operations for uh, the Kroger Corporation yeah. and oversaw 19,000 employees. That's right. So, and, uh, 
And so I, it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, once I had some spoiled milk, and I took it to him, and I said, Bill, what's the st- what's the story here? You know, but he was very nice. He gave me a new gallon of milk. So anyway, he's a good guy. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously, but uh, what a what a what a great example of of Christianity at Amen. work. So we're going to miss him. And so when you mention like people are experiencing death, they're experiencing yep. sickness in this time, and it's really just been a, a very very trying time. And and it's like as I'm listening to um, we'll call it pre-advent music as i'm listening to that and and they're singing and they got like little children's choirs singing joy to the world yeah. or have yourself a merry christmas or whatever and i'm listening to these things and going like how how are you supposed to have a merry christmas how are you supposed to even focus on that how can you like plan a a, a big feast and and go out and buy food and whatever and 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 like really We've got doom and gloom all around us. Some cognitive dissonance here, dissonance here a little bit. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. So I, I think, I think we just need to spend a little time talking about this. Yep. Right. And I think that maybe we have some answers um, uh, to all of this. And and I, they may not, um, they may not answer every question you might have. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, people are going to experience isolation, cancellation, and we're hearing in the news cancellation of traditional. And some people are advocating. Do not celebrate Thanksgiving with your family, or do not have Christmas dinner with your family. Do not all these things we're not wear supposed masks. to have. Wear masks. Major tree lighting ceremonies and other public events are getting canceled. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, and of course, there's also like you mentioned the death and the sickness, and certainly, but then there's also financial hardships. Oh gosh, people yeah. out of work, and they're still you're limiting, you know, uh, eating out, and and so all the restaurant uh, employees and and owners and whatnot struggling. You know, at this time, usually when they're doing probably, I don't know, 50, 60, 70% of their business in some of these places, they do all this holiday business in preparation for a big uh, festive season, and all that's out the window. So can you have joy amidst the gloom? Right? Okay. How, how, well, Tom says yes. So we're going to just, we're going to, we're going to, Sam and I, we're, we're going to be quiet, and Tom now is going to take over the program. <laughs> 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 you got to think like the Who's in Whoville, man. Oh, you right. Know, the Grinch tried to Wait, steal who? Christmas. There you That's go. <laughs> that was good. Yahoo, Doris, Yahoo. Whatever. Right. You're a mean one, right. Mr. Grinch. Yes, you, yes, exactly. Well, That's good. so, so, you're right. So there's the, the reason for the season. Right. Right. And if we stop and think about why Jesus came, right. the, in the incarnation, he came to save the world. Mm-hmm. Well, our world needs to be saved. It does, <laughs> right? And in, even though we've got some physical, um, you know, and emotional, mental, spiritual stress and pain going on right now, brokenness, mm-hmm. um, certainly um, we need to be saved from that. And so we need a savior, um, you know, even more. I think, right? Um, still, and so so there can be joy. Just the idea of having, knowing that all will be well. Even if it's just spiritually, mm-hmm. is something that can certainly uh, uh, certainly help us. And I and I think that if we look at this season as one that where maybe we get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the idea of going back to Sam. This was an idea you had, like you know, getting back to the basics. And if and if we're truly open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit during this Advent uh, uh, and Christmas season, and certainly that this this new liturgical year, if we're open. To that, to transformation, I mean, there is hope. Well, and I think one thing that we need to remind ourselves is, you know, granted, it's just a human fact 
that one of the things that we like about the holidays is there are things that we have come to expect. We have expectations. There are people we expect to see. There are activities we expect to do. There are sort of some luxuries and treats that we plan to give ourselves. And we associate. (laughs) Yes, checks mix. Uh, And we associate the holidays with those things. And so it's very easy for us to look into this holiday season and see all that's gone. All that's gone, and therefore the holidays are gone. But what I'm reminded of in this moment is there's a, a Dominican friar who had a very interesting way of concluding Mass. He would end his Mass saying, May the peace of Christ disturb you. Ooh. And his point in saying that. Did he use that voice? That was a good voice. I hope he did. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> track him down and say, Hey, 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 this is how you need to say it. No. Uh, <laughs> But the, what his point was in saying, may the, may the peace of Christ disturb you, is we can sometimes, it can be actually sometimes spiritually unhealthy for us to get complacent in our own expectations and set in our ways. That can sometimes make it hard for us to really be truly docile and truly open to the meanderings of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And the, may the peace of Christ disturb you. Sometimes what God's going to do is shake us out of our expectations just precisely to show us what really matters in the grand scheme of things, a scheme that incorporates all of eternity mm-hmm. and a plan for everyone to share in the fullness of his joy to the extent that we're willing to uh, receive and act upon that invitation. Yeah, and, and perhaps we can look at this sort of COVID-19 Advent Christmas, right, as really as an opportunity to um, it may it may be just what we needed, yeah. Right, it may be exactly what we need to sort of uh, renew ourselves, right? To to look at uh, what we've always thought Advent and Christmas were supposed to be, yeah. And to look at this like, well, is that really what it's all about? It's also an option for some new Christmas carols, like "We Wish You a Merry Quarantine." Yes, we wish you a merry <laughs> quarantine. Well, I just I think that I think hitting the the renew button is something that uh, all of us. Well, I'll I'll say it this way, um, that we have been waiting and since since March to be able to kick 2020 out. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so as as, I, I don't think I've ever wanted to have the new year faster than I have this year. Mm hmm. We get to say that to the, this weekend. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Liturgical That's Year. Right? right? I, yeah. So, I mean, COVID-19 started in 19, in December of 19. So literally, last liturgical year was when all this stuff began. So I guess technically it began in the garden. Uh, yes, that's, right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, the, uh, the, the, the tr- uh, tree um, of knowledge of uh, good and evil was it had bats on it. <laughs> So, I don't know if that's liturgically appropriate or, or uh, uh, you know, ecclesiologically. It's yeah, it's terrible. So, that being said, uh, what we have to do is look and figure out, how, how are we going to find joy? And we're gonna have, the only way we're going to find joy is in renewal. Yeah. So, so, essentially, I mean, Jesus, I, I love that scene in Mel Gibson's movie, of course, it's from, straight from Scripture, where uh, when Jesus says, see, I make all things new, mm-hmm. right, when his mother uh, is is and he's he's fallen. I don't remember which time he had fallen, but he's just covered in, in blood and sweat and and pain and anguish, and you know she's mopping his brow and he says, "See, I make all things new," mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's just beautiful. That in the middle of all this stuff that we're experiencing right now, 
you know, the, our Blessed Mother is mopping our brow, mm. you know, and, and, and we can hear the words of Jesus echoing in our hearts, see, I make all things new. And sometimes it's mm. painful. Mm-hmm. Making things new is painful, and, and we, can't, we can't say that we've had any less pain than we're having right now. This is, uh, this is pretty painful uh, of a year. But, but also, maybe, maybe the more the pain... The more the opportunity. I, I don't know. We got we have more to cover here on this uh, on this uh, interesting topic of uh, sort of a um, life renewed, living life renewed. Uh, you know, twenty twenty opportunities, and we're going to do that when we come back. But before we uh, do come, we, we're going to make a uh, take a break. I'll figure this out in a second. I'll be able to say this. <laughs> Let's take Just a break. Wait. He's a professional. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll get there eventually, and 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 I'm there now. Oh, let's just take a break. (laughs) I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Imagine that you are the leader of a small theater troupe in early Rome. And imagine that the emperor was coming to your theater to see your play. Well, that's exactly what tradition tells us about Genesius, an actor who lived and worked in Rome in the late 3rd century. Genesius wanted more than anything to impress his emperor, the famous Diocletian, who was well known for his intense hatred and relentless persecution of the early Christians. Genesius decided to produce and act in a play that mocked the followers of Christ, for he knew that this would find great favor with his emperor and perhaps help him to advance himself in the Roman art society. But, as is sometimes the case, all did not go as planned. His big performance before the emperor was to be his last. In the play, which was meant as a parody of the Christian faith, Genesius portrayed a catechumen no longer seeking baptism. But, as the play progressed toward the final climatic scene, One legend tells us that Genesius suddenly had a vision of heaven and of angels. Struck with fear and perhaps a realization of the sinful path he had chosen for his life, he fell to the stage floor as if he were sick. Two actors portraying a priest and an exorcist came to him to offer assistance, unsure if he was truly ill or just improvising a new scene. They asked him what he desired, and he told them, I want to be baptized. They now knew he was no longer acting, and the play would not end as written. They tried to get him off the stage, but he refused. Overcome by the Holy Spirit, he again demanded to be baptized. Needless to say, Emperor Diocletian was not enjoying himself. He soon became infuriated. He immediately had Genesius arrested and hauled before the prefect of the praetorium. The prefect tortured Genesius in an attempt to get him to recant his Christian profession of faith. Genesius refused to recant. He was now and would be forever a follower of Jesus. Emperor Diocletian had Genesius beheaded. Although he did not receive a baptism of water as he had requested, he did receive a baptism of the blood that he shed in union with his Savior, Jesus Christ. He lived as an actor but he died a Christian martyr. St. Genesius is the patron saint of actors, comedians, clowns, musicians, dancers, and lawyers. His feast day is celebrated August 25th. 
I'm Bess Trzymski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And, and we're, welcome back. Oh, to the, sorry. No, <laughs> this is our, it's, Tom Doring. We're having a renewed. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Opening. Go ahead. No, seriously, it's all no. you now. No, you were recovering. Remember? Oh yeah, I am recovering. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We need to start this over. No, we're not. We're not starting anything <laughs> over. This is it. This is us. This is who we are. We forgot to tell them what they need to do. They need to like us on Facebook. Yeah. Ziggy, what, what do that's you your do? Like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. Wow. All right. <laughs> I think you that was my most that. radio-y that's good. And version s- Send yet. me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we'll be only oh, we're not. We're not, we're not coming back. <laughs> So here we are, and we're talking about life renewed yes. and the idea of being able to hit that renew button, right? Sometimes you need to things to go back, mm-hmm. to go back to, to to go back to where they need to be. And so I was going to call this the Reformation, but that, that name was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to do the Reformation again. But 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 life renewed, and love this show, and being connected connected to Jesus's renewal. Right, what he promises, what he and what he's done um, in in suffering, dying, uh, and certainly uh, through the resurrection uh, and his ascension, and what 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 takes place there in his being on the throne and, and uniting ourselves in that, even in our suffering. So we should look at twenty twenty as much as we want it to be gone. Mm-hmm. We really look at it as an opportunity for uh, well, as opportunity, mm-hmm. right? This because it's a new liturgical year that's starting now. So let's uh, let's have a clean slate. And I was uh, I was not long ago. I was at um, uh, at a, at the pharmacy, and when I was there, I overheard the phar- pharmacist talking. They had misplaced somebody's order or something, uh, you know, at something. And and uh, and and the guy, you know, somebody kind of huffed out. They were a little upset or whatever. And he turned to me. And he goes like, "You know, usually it works." I said, "What?" He goes, "Usually I just tell him, you know, hey, pandemic." COVID-19, sorry about that, you know, because you can use that as an excuse for anything. <laughs> That's true. Right now, I mean, you really, it's the greatest excuse for, if you if you want to be lazy, if you make a lot of mistakes, yeah, right, you can just say, sorry, COVID-19, I didn't turn my homework in on time. Kids, right. try that. Let's see if it works. Yeah. Because this is the time <laughs> to be able to do that. And, and I'm being facetious, but the reality is, if this, if, because COVID-19 really has changed everything. Yeah. It changes the way we go to Mass. No more sign of peace. Very few extraordinary ministers. It, it, we don't, we're socially distant. We're, we're, we're wearing masks when we go out. It, it changes everything, right? Um, so why don't we let this be an opportunity where it excuses everything? And I don't mean that it's a good excuse to be lazy. What I do mean is like all of our mistakes of the past, the problems of the past, it's always been part of our faith. Right, say confession. Mm-hmm. It's always been part of our faith to say God loves us, has always loved us, will continue to always love us. He's promised that. He's he's uh, uh, certainly you know Jesus died for that. I mean the ultimate uh, gift of love. And the reality is that's always going to be the case. And so we're always forgiven. Mm-hmm. Well, now we need to, now more than ever we can use the you know COVID nineteen confession. <laughs> Right, we right. use this as an opportunity, really, to renew ourselves, to go back, um, and and to look at this like anything is possible. 
Because I, we've never had a situation really ever, I shouldn't say ever before, in my lifetime where we've really had uh, an opportunity to go back with a clean slate. Right. I mean, you, you know, uh, when, when something messes up on your electronics and there's like a little button, you hold it down, you hold it while you plug the thing back in and it goes back to some kind of factory reset. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, we're getting a factory reset. Yep. Where we get to go back to who we were created to be. Mm-hmm. So what that should tell you is that this should be a this this coming liturgical year should be a year of opportunity, right? So look at, let's let's look now. We're not going to do top ten because we don't have enough time left in the show to do top ten. But we are we're going to do friendly five. <laughs> we're going to do the friendly five things that you can do, sort of in this sort of COVID advent, okay. right? This new sort of how do we do this thing? I mean, this is like this is like uh, uh, New Year's resolutions come early. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so number one, living a, a, a renewed life during COVID nineteen is is either go to mass more often than you normally do. Mm-hmm. So your parishes that have the daily masses, go to daily mass. Not every single day, just go more often. And I'm not going to make you count and then write in. Send an email to Deacon Jeff. Make sure you go to at least three point five extra masses a week. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is go to more than what you normally go to. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can't attend a mass, if you're not feeling like you should attend the mass and you're 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 afraid, almost every single mass now, uh, every parish has got some kind of virtual mass, mm-hmm. especially on the weekends. Commune with the people of God at mass. You can, and when you do that. Offer that mass. Offer it for the people who have died, the people who are dying, the people who are suffering, the people who have lost people, the people who are financially burdened for the frontline um, healthcare workers, um, and for anyone who's been disturbed, and should be pretty much everyone, mm-hmm. with this COVID-19 pandemic that is ravaging the world. And so this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. right? And this is something you can do from your home if you don't want to go out or, or you're... you're for good reason, afraid to go out because of uh, you know uh, pre-existing conditions and whatnot that you might be experiencing, but certainly you can use this as an opportunity for renewal. Mm-hmm. And that's number one. Number two is closely associated with that's confession. Tom and I, we always talk about confession. Oh, yeah, that's that's an automatic. Well, you get to live renewal. I mean, it's something that the the church has always taught. Right. But it's like clean slate. It's a great feeling. Just an absolute clean slate. And so how, how many times do we need a clean slate, mm-hmm. right? Um, number three on my friendly five list. So number one is mass. Number two is confession. Number three is mend fences. Mm. Now, I, there's lots of different kinds of fences that we have either broken, messed up, um, the, the separation between us and the other, mm-hmm. right? So there are people we haven't talked to people we need to talk to we, we need to reach out to them mm-hmm. right family members that we don't get along with um and the beauty of this is you don't have to be in the same room with them right you you zoom or google meet or whatever right or just pick up the phone mm-hmm. use this as an opportunity of renewal if you're going to have renewal in your life if you're going to let use a, it's a COVID excuse you can say you know what i know i've been a jerk but it's a pandemic Dude, you've been a jerk for twenty years. Well, you know, the point is, this is a this is this is a, a renewal year. Right. It's an opportunity, a new opportunity for me to mend those fences. Mm-hmm. And you t- you talk about like when you have that kind of healing, 
Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Tom, when, when you have a situation, I don't know, maybe your wife came home just screaming and yelling for no reason, no apparent reason, <laughs> you know, but, but she never does that. Of course she doesn't. Now you might have, I Absolutely, might have. I'm the guy. Yeah. And you're usually at fault no matter what. Totally, That's good to know. Totally. But, the, but the point is there's nothing better than kissing and making up with your wife. That's right. Right. And so there's just something beautiful about being at odds and then coming together and being in harmony and, yeah. and the peace that ensues. It's 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 renewal. It's worth mending the fence. That's exactly right. So mend those fences. This is an opportunity. This, anything can happen in 2020, mm-hmm. right? Hurry up before 2020 ends when you, you no longer have the excuses. Anything can happen. So then number four um, on my friendly five list is to kickstart your your prayer life. And this one I cannot em- emphasize enough. I, I recently went to confession, and the priest actually said to me, because one of my problems was, I was falling off on my prayer life. It was it's it was it's been it was burdensome, mm-hmm. and so and he said, "Look, stupid." I, I heard stupid, but he didn't say it. It's like that, don't you know that is like the devil hates prayer. I mean that's that's your ammunition. Don't give up on the prayer. You need the prayer. The prayer is what's going to help you to avoid the temptation. It's going to help you to avoid the sin, mm-hmm. right? So this so if you're at home, if you're isolated, especially. Ramp up your prayer life. If you were looking for things to do, if you were looking for, um, uh, uh, like, I always wanted to do this, start this novena or whatever, we'll do it. What else are you doing? Right? Right. right. So the friendly five is to, to essentially to uh, kickstart your prayer life, right? And then number five it really is a kind of a global thing. Um, and number five is, like, it's eat the elephant, you know the old corporate adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? time. Just start doing something new, doing mm-hmm. something different, doing something that's going to allow yourself to be renewed. Because, you know, I'm not a big advocate of gambling or whatever, but, you know, you can't win the lottery unless you buy a ticket. Right. Right. So you, you, you need to do something in your life. And so eat the elephant. So step in there, get messy. Life is already messy. And do something like that. This is an opportunity we have. This is the great do-over. You remember as kids and you play out like on the sand lot. The mulligan, taking a mulligan. Yeah, but it's like this is that's cheating. That's cheating. It's adults <laughs> cheating at golf. A do-over yeah. is like every, you can't come to an agreement on what happened or whether they were out inbounds or what you, do-over. Yeah. What a great thing to be able to call do-over. That's right. Well, 2020 is do-over year. It is. So we need to do-over. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to renew us. Jesus, renew our hearts so that we can live in harmony with the Father. And the Blessed Mother is going to help us do that. Mm-hmm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.